Hey, what is going on, UWB community? Drake here, bringing you guys episode 16 to the podcast. Really glad you guys are listening. Really glad you guys are tuning in. I wanted to thank you guys. Um, really appreciate all the support that we're getting. Um, and uh, the YouTube channel is live. The Snapchat is live. Our Discord's going good. Instagram is blowing up. Uh, Facebook is starting to blow up. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so thankful to be able to be here and communicate with you guys, talk to you guys through the situations, uh, about some theories, ideas, tell some personal stories, and just have a conversation. It's really cool. I'm really glad I'm able to impact and communicate with you guys. Um, and I love it. Uh, so today I'm going to be giving you guys some updates, talking to you guys about the Ghislaine Maxwell case, going to be talking to you guys about Jeffrey Epstein, how they tie together, if it isn't obvious enough. I'm also going to discuss with you guys some questions that the mainstream media and investigative journalism is not asking about this case. There's a lot of things that are being skipped over that are not being asked. Um, things that could be very prevalent and could show, um, show light to these situations. Um, I'm also going to talk to you guys about the Beirut, China, North Korea, all those explosions that have taken place. Uh, whenever they took place about four or five days ago, um, they took place in roughly a 24-hour period. I'm going to tie that into possibly a theory. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. But that's the beauty about this is I'm allowed to be wrong, I'm allowed to be right. And if you guys have any information, correct me. I'm just going to give you guys my two cents on what I think um, and what is a possibility. And I want you guys to think about it. And if you guys have any information that either refutes what I'm saying or backs up what I'm saying, feel free to send it to me. Uh, because I believe that there's a possibility that we're dealing with an intergovernmental... Um, I hate to use the word conspiracy because you guys know that I, I like conspiracies, but I don't dive into them too much. But I, I am willing to say that with this case and with this situation and with the human trafficking that's taken place from the Wayfair uh, situation that was going on um, and the coincidences that were taking place whenever there's too many coincidences and the connections start becoming too strong, then you have to really pay attention to it. So possibly it's a conspiracy. Possibly there's some things that are really taking place amongst our government or other governments. And uh, I just want to get you guys' opinion on it and see what you guys think. Um, and I'm going to start off with Jeffrey Epstein. So there's a lot of things with Jeffrey Epstein that I think people are missing out on. I think that there's a lot of things that are taking place and questions that aren't being asked. And I think that the history is important. Um, and I believe that there's a possibility that he was working for an intelligence agency. Um, I'm not saying it's ours. I'm not saying that there's another government. I really don't know. But I do believe that he, that the wealth that he had for the background that he came from and the clients that he withheld... Or that he, that he, the clients that he had, it doesn't make sense how he was living an 11 figure lifestyle at a, at a nine figure uh, rate. And it, it'll all make sense here in a moment. So let's go and get into it. I'm gonna talk to you guys, leave some things open ended for self thought, see what you guys think. Um, but I'm gonna give you guys a brief history on Jeffrey Epstein. So, who is Epstein? Epstein was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. He came from a, liter, a middle, lower class family. Um, he didn't come from wealth. He didn't come from a very uh, prominent background. Um, he wasn't poor, but he also wasn't wealthy. He wasn't rich. Um, in his early 20s, he taught physics and math at the Dalton School. It was a very elite school in New York, um, and he gained a lot of experience there. And through his connections at the Dalton School, he got a job at Bear Stearns, which is a hedge fund investment agency. So what these guys do is, is they take as wealthy or rich people, they give them their money, and they then invest that money, so they make money for both of, uh, for both the hedge fund 
and the individual who's wealthy giving them money. So essentially, they're just compiling um, income, and they're just gambling another person's money, and usually it ends up working. Uh, he opened his own finance firm in 1982, where he only accepted clients of $1 billion or more, and that kind of tells you his headspace. It tells you where he thought he was in, the, in this time in his life, where he went from having one incredible job, and think about this, and this leads me to thinking that he worked for an intelligence agency, is that he had one really good job with Bear Stearns, and then suddenly he thinks he's qualified to go and work for uh, billionaires. It's really not common, it's, and you can do your own research, I encourage you to. You don't really see that in the financial community where a guy goes and holds a, uh, a good job, a very, very, very good job, but only after a couple of years, he ends up creating his own firm and only accepts clients of billion dollars or more. Um, he had six residences, including his private island called the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express was the private island where he would take underage girls uh, with the help of the recruitment of Ghislaine Ma Maxwell and uh, that he would sexually abuse them, sexually assault them. Him and his guests would do that. Um, previous allegations of abusing women took place in the early 90s, but they really became big in the 2002 to 2005 where he was battling the Florida case of underage girls who were claiming that they were being paid to go to this house, give this older man a massage, he would give them two, three hundred bucks, and he would also sexually assault them. Um, he was found guilty. And interestingly enough, he was given a plea deal in Florida that really only exists in Florida. Uh, America has never seen a plea deal like this before. And this goes to tell you that money and power can buy you a lot of things. He was given 13 months in jail where he was given a work release every single day. He was allowed to return to his residence. He just had to check in at night. Um, he got to go back to his home, and there is evidence that suggests that he was still abusing underage girls at this time during his jail sentence. Um, his 2008 plea deal was something that was absolutely unheard of. He didn't have to name any conspirators or co-conspirators who were assisting him with either getting the underage girls, and this is why Ghislaine Maxwell wasn't known at the time, because he didn't have to name anybody. Also, he didn't have to name any of the politicians or any of the public figures who were having sexual relations with these underage girls. So, um, he was known for being very cunning, and he had a unique capability of being able to disarm people. So that kind of takes us back to the Bear Stearns conversation. So whenever he got that job in his, uh, in his 20s at Bear Stearns, he lied on his resume. He lied about his job knowledge, his education, and his experience. And whenever they found out about it, they, their intentions were to immediately go in there and fire him. There was no other option, but what took place was is his ability to be able to psychologically um, devour and analyze somebody. He's, he was complete. People who knew him and spoke on him, they always said he had an ability to digest you, to be able to tell you what you wanted to hear, and also be able to come up with what he was telling you, right? So he was able to show you what he was telling you. And so they went in there to go fire him. And he completely manipulated the situation. He manipulated it with truth and he manipulated it with lies, which is a really common technique, uh, especially for narcissists. He had an ability to disarm uh, this guy and he didn't fire him. He gave him an opportunity, gave him a second chance. And uh, if you've ever seen the documentary that took place on Netflix, it is that guy's biggest regret because he feels that the second chance that he gave him 
is the burden that he has on him because all these girls were sexually assaulted. He feels partially responsible on it. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and jump into Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, and it's a really bizarre situation as well. So Ghislaine Maxwell was a social elite who uh, scouted with Epstein to find underage girls to take to Epstein um, and for his own sexual use. Um, she had connections and he had the money. Ghislaine Maxwell is from England. She left because of tragedy and arrived in America in 1991. Her father, who was a media owner, disappeared off his yacht and it was discovered he had stolen upwards of $600 million from his workers' pensions. He owned a media company, a newspaper company, and a media outlet, and uh, she, she grew up in a 53-room mansion house. She grew up with privilege. She went to school at Oxford. She was very wealthy, uh, and she was an elite member of society. And then one day her dad disappeared on a yacht, and uh, then it was discovered what he, what he was doing with his workers' pensions, and that $600 million had gone missing. And then she tried to reconstruct. She tried to redefine herself. She lost the, uh, the emotional support of her family, and she lost the emotional support of the people that she grew up around because now her family name was tarnished. So she ended up uh, going to America, and while she was at America, or while she was in America, Maxwell managed the payments of Jeffrey Epstein's private, uh, private houses. Uh, so she managed the, the paying of all of his employees from the groundskeeping to paying the bank for, for rent. Um, and victims say that uh, she went for economically impacted areas. She would intentionally go around for Epstein, uh, right around in her, her SUV with whoever was, uh, was escorting her that day. She would intentionally ride around and go to these playgrounds with these underage kids where she would find 13, 14 year olds and she would give them a note and uh, with, with her number on it and say, hey, you know, there's this older gentleman who likes to get massages. He's a wealthy man. If you're ever in need for some money, uh, to, he pays two, $300. To a 13 or 14-year-old, that's a lot of money. And so you're immediately, you know, if, if you're from an impoverished area and your, your family isn't making much money, you're wearing hand-me-down hand clothes from previous generations from your older brother or sister, you're going to end up taking that money and you're going to end up going to that residence where Epstein was living at and strangely strangely enough the victim said that she viewed herself as a mother figure um, to the abused girls um, if the young girls refused to have sex with Epstein or told authorities she would have uh, she would become an enforcer she would threaten them or withhold their passports so on the Lolita Express which was again the island that Epstein owned as soon as they arrived Ghislaine would take their passports and uh, and hold that leverage over their head. Now being a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kid, you're not going to have, 17, 18 year old kid, you're not going to have the social constructs uh, to be able to know what to do in that situation. So of course your mind is going to survival. You're going to think, okay, I just need to listen to these people and do whatever it is that I'm told to do. Um, and she also frequently joined in sex with Epstein and these underage girls. Um, after the 2008 prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein, she tried rebranding herself. She started an ocean initiative to try and clean up the ocean. She was essentially trying to rebrand herself and become anew because her name was never brought into any of the court proceedings or anything like that. So nobody knew her at the time until more recently, uh, a year and a half ago, whenever everything blew up. So. Ghislaine Maxwell is currently in custody right now. She was picked up a month ago, and uh, 
supposedly she is fully cooperating with law enforcement and she's willing to name names, she's willing to give the evidence that proves that uh, high profile individuals, politicians, uh, foreign national politicians, world leaders, um, Hollywood individuals have had sexual relations with underage girls. It is also worthy to note that Jeffrey Epstein during uh, uh, the Netflix series where they talk about Jeffrey Epstein, Victoria Roberts states that he took her to a room inside of his New York mansion where he had cameras in every room where also these girls were being sexually assaulted at by high profile individuals. So I just want you guys to think about there's possibly video evidence of these high profile people having relations, sexual relations with underage girls. And Ghislaine Maxwell is apparently cooperating fully with law enforcement. She has nothing else to live for. Her only, her only goal now is self-preservation, is, self is surviving and living her life in the most comfortable way possible. She was hiding in New Hampshire, by the way, for those of you who don't know, she was still hiding here in the States. Uh, the FBI was actually fully aware that she was in New Hampshire. They actually released officially that she was in New Hampshire and they knew that. They were tracking her every move and waiting for the perfect time to get her. Um, they had been tracking her for the last several months. Um, and they ended up getting her in New Hampshire. Um, but yeah, she's, she's apparently fully cooperating with law enforcement. And that makes her a very, very dangerous person. Because the thing is, is that if this is true, and if my theories are true, then there's people who want her dead. There's people that clearly want her dead. Um, the information that she has could bring down an entire society. It can make us reevaluate what we view in America, what we view in the world, what, how we view government, how we view Hollywood, how we view prevalent leaders in the world. It could really make us question everything. Because what if these people, and I believe it to be true, what if these people do have these underground sex organizations? They are uh, responsible for, or partially responsible for the 800,000 kids who go missing a year. What if they are responsible for that? What if there is an entire organization right underneath us, now not literally underneath us, but right underneath our nose of abducting children and using them, abusing them, and then discarding them? What if that exists? What if there's this entire world, this dark world underneath us that's taking place with these politicians, with these high-profile people? This is why I've been telling people for years, stop paying attention to Hollywood. Stop it. And I'm, whenever I read the list of names of the Hollywood actors and actresses who are involved or have said to be involved, and that I can validate through the Epstein documentation that's been released and the WikiLeaks files that was released, you guys are going to understand what I mean whenever I say don't pay attention to Hollywood. They have their own agenda. And if they are wrapped up in this, if you notice, a lot of them are, and I, I feel bad because you guys know that I'm unbiased. I don't, I don't care for right wing. I don't care for left wing. But a lot of these individuals have, uh, from Hollywood have expressed left wing ideologies. And of course they would want a left wing ideology or a left wing implementation in America so that if this does come out and be true that they are involved in these sex crimes with children, of course they're not going to be found prosecuted because they're the ones who influenced and developed the government to be what it was. So they're not going to be held accountable in a communist or a Marxist society. So whenever I name these names, I want you to think about that. Now, most importantly, and pay attention to what I'm saying right now, okay? I'm going to 
I'm going to tell you guys the questions that I want you guys to notice that the media is not asking. And these questions are very, very important to the case. If they would just ask these questions or they would release that these questions would be asked, plenty of our questions and our concerns would be answered. Now I want you to think why the possibility they may not be answering these que or asking these questions. What if they are working with them? What if they're trying to give off the image that they are working uh, for the American people or they are working for justice when in actuality they're not and they may be a part of this? So maybe everybody that's an elite is self-preserving self right now. They want to come across as genuine and asking questions, but they're not asking the right questions. So here are the basic questions that aren't being asked about the case. And the crazy thing is, is that no matter what you ask, people are going to pay attention to the story. This is an international story, okay? No matter what someone says, it's, if, if it gets printed, whatever news agency does it, whether they ask the dumbest fucking questions in the world, they're going to get noticed. But they're not asking the right questions. So, Ghislaine Maxwell needs to be directly asked if every government that may be, if any government may be involved if Epstein um, let's see ask every government that may be involved if Epstein known to be attached to any intelligence agency in the world so if anybody's going to know any of that information it's going to be Ghislaine at Maxwell she was the right hand woman to Jeffrey Epstein she would know or at least have some sort of inkling or knowledge if Jeffrey Epstein was an intelligence uh essentially an intelligence individual for a foreign agency or our agency. And if he was, were his actions known? And that's key. Were his actions known? I believe that, that Jeffrey Epstein was uh, an operative for an intelligence agency. I believe that his sole purpose, his entire purpose, was to develop information off of world leaders, politicians, and off of uh, Hollywood elites to use against them to turn the narrative or the agenda in America towards either a Marxist or a communist society, which is pretty much the same thing. Um, so if they were, if he was an intelligence operative, did they know that he was doing this? And if the answer is yes, because of course, you know, they're going to know if he was doing this. If, the, if it's a yes, you have to look at the impact. If that answer is a yes, if it was known that he was an intelligence operative, and let's say he was working for Israel, right? Um, which I'm not saying he was, because I, I don't know. But let's say he was working for Israel. That means that Israel condoned the sexual assault of hundreds of children. That means that, uh, let's say he was working for fucking China. That means China, because I love Israel. Um, I, I kind of feel bad for even using them. My wife's Jewish, so. <laughs> um, but China. Um, let's say it was China. Let's say, you know, it was Russia. Let's say China or Russia ended up paying this guy to be an intelligence operative for uh, the sole purpose of developing information against these high-profile people, to possibly turn the narrative in America, to use that information to influence their votes of saying, hey, Jeffrey Epstein would say, hey, we have video evidence of you sexually assaulting a child. You're now going to vote for this. You're now going to pay your money towards this. You're now going to back this regime. You're now going to bring down this regime. And I believe that there's a possibility that may have been done. Not one intelligence agency has come out and said we would never condone the methods of, of gathering intel in the way that it was gathered. 
Um, and again, I believe every government should be asked if they, which, you know, of course they're going to deny it, especially if it's Russia or China. They're going to deny any involvement in this case. But Ghislaine Ma Maxwell must be asked directly, must be asked directly if he was an, an intelligence operative for any known agency, for any agency at all, because I, I really believe that there was a high chance that he was. Now, the reason why I possibly think that, um, because there's a lot of things that don't add up with the Epstein story. So Epstein was said to be a hedge fund manager, but here's the thing. Looking through documentation, looking through all the court documents, looking through uh, everything that's been released, no one has once asked, where are the trading records? If he was a hedge fund manager for billion dollar people, there would be mandatory trading records that would have to be filed. But there are no records of these trading records. None. Nothing. There are no records at all. Uh, there are no financial records that show where he got his money. Nothing. It doesn't say that at all. It doesn't say where he came up with his money, where he came up with this, uh, with this revenue. Um, no record of taxes, no record of filings, no, no record of license renewals. He had no re he had, there's no record of any of this that's been released, and there's been no records found through any of the investigative community, both private and uh, uh, big media. Uh, and quite frankly, and it's, it's, it's weird. So he reminds me of Great Gatsby. He reminds me of a guy who lives a lifestyle but isn't worth that, that lifestyle. Right. So what I mean is, is that it's it's rumored that he had a uh, an income, a total net worth of six hundred million dollars. That's how much he was absolutely worth, liquidating everything and how much money he had. Six hundred million dollars. All right. Now, to the average person, which is me, um, which is my wife, which is our listeners, which you know there may there may be some very wealthy listeners, um, and I believe that they'd agree with what I'm going to say. $600 million is a lot of money, okay? But he was spending money as though he, he was a billionaire. He had a nine-figure income, but he lived as though he had 11 figures. And now that $600 million may seem like a lot of money, but 11 figures is a lot more money. He lived a lifestyle that reminded me of Great Gatsby. He acted like an intelligence operative. He showed off his camera systems to Victoria Roberts where he was blackmailing these high-profile people where he he said specifically that that's why I'll never get caught up with any of this this is why nobody will ever find anything out is because I have leverage on everybody there is video evidence or proof out there somewhere there is at least one person that has knowledge of this there is someone who has these files out there that is yet to be released and I understand why they don't release it self-preservation I understand but if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm begging you, the American people and the world deserves answers on this. If you have those files or you have information on it, reach out to the FBI. Reach out to your local law enforcement. I, I would actually reach out to the FBI instead of local law enforcement. But immediately make contact with somebody. Get into the witness protection program. I'm telling you, I know somebody out there has material that, that can lead to the evidence being released. Somebody has to. So, back to the 600 million and, and the 1 billion figure, right? So, it said that he had 600 million dollars, but he, he acted as though he was an individual who had billions of dollars, right? So, he had, multi, uh, 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 he had multiple lands, he had his own private island. That is something that billionaires do. 
That is not something that somebody at the 600 million category, and remind you, that's not actual cash. That's all the assets combined, right? That is not something that a $600 million man does is go out and buy an island, is go out and buy five other high profile, very dominant area, uh, influencing area properties worth millions, right? That's not something somebody who, who is in the $600 million arena does. That's not something that somebody does with that kind of money. At $600 million, you live a lavish lifestyle, you live a good lifestyle, you may have a couple properties, but you don't have your own island. And it, what's especially weird is it doesn't ever, there's no records that indicate how he ever got his money and how he ever paid for that island. Very strange, very, very strange. I think that there's a lot more at play here. I think that there is an intelligence agency that is involved, or multiple intelligence agencies. I believe that there is a conspiracy that's taking place, and you guys know that I'm not a huge conspiracy fan. Although I do believe in, you know, Bigfoot, you know, because I have my own experience with that. So I have my firsthand experience. I believe in aliens, um, but I I believe in those things based off of I don't know everything, right? And conspiracy theories are just, sometimes they're just crazy. But with this. It makes sense. I believe that there's an intelligence agency that's in, that was involved, that is involved. Uh, I do believe that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. I don't believe that he committed suicide. Even the coroner that examined him stated specifically that he has never seen a self-sustained in, in, injury with the damage to the neck like that. It, he said it was, it was almost impossible to recreate. It was almost impossible to do for an, a single individual. Also, coincidentally enough, and for those of you who don't know this, the guard coincidentally fell asleep. That guard was eventually arrested. And at the time of uh, his so-called suicide, the camera systems in the jail shut off. Now, it's very important that we pay attention to what's happening because Ghislaine Maxwell, who was offering to fully cooperate with law enforcement, is now in custody in that exact same jail. The same jail where the guard fell asleep. The same jail where the security systems were disarmed. The same jail where the cameras went out. Okay? There's a trend here, and pay attention. That's why I said it's several podcasts ago we need to get an individual on every corner of that jail with a camera documenting every person in and out, every vehicle in and out, and watching the guards, making sure that the guards know that we now know who they are because the American people know the truth, but most importantly... Most importantly out of all, the children involved who were either murdered or were abused deserve the justice. They deserve the justice. They don't deserve to continue laying in the shallow grave. They don't deserve to be slandered or manipulated or lied to. They deserve justice above everything else. We owe that to them. This case alone affects the sovereignty of this nation if this nation's politics are involved. It could cripple us. And if it's true, if it's true, I hope that those part that, that those individuals are held accountable. I hope that they don't get dip, uh, diplomatic immunity. They don't get qualified immunity. I, I pray that they're held accountable. We have a huge case here. Okay? Now, that's also going to tie me in to the Beirut explosion. Now, I'm not saying that this is true. Um, 
but this is personally what I believe, okay? So a couple days ago, uh, the same day of the Beirut explosion, the FBI raided a compound in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. They also raided Miami with connections to Ukraine and the Joe Biden administration uh, where these high-profile politicians, Joe Biden, were uh, got their kids to accept no-show jobs where they make hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So the FBI raided that compound and coincidentally enough, this same corporation, they had two cargo containers that were being shipped to and were at the exact location of the Beirut explosion, okay? So what if, and I'm not saying it's true, this is just a possible conspiracy, what if the Beirut explosion is tied to the sex trafficking? What if the Beirut explosion, because I'm not sure if you guys have paid attention to the Lebanon and the Beirut um, uh, statistics, but that, that specific port is a massive port for human trafficking. Massive port for human trafficking, especially of women, which generally it is women. I'm gonna get a drink real quick. But what if that explosion was used to develop or to get rid of evidence involving human trafficking amongst the administration? What if it was used to hide evidence? Because I'm not saying it's just human trafficking. What if those containers had evidence to show coercion between American politicians and foreign governments? What if it's what if that evidence was destroyed and what if that's the reason it was it was blown up? Did you guys know that that explosion was one-fifth the size of the Hiroshima explosion that took place in World War II? Did you guys know that? If you look at that explosion, you know, ammonium, nit ammonium nitrate um, was said to be the cause. Uh, and it, it, they said it was an astronomical number, uh, several thousands of tons of it. Um, what if it was intentionally detonated to hide the evidence because it happened after the FBI raid? What if the powers that be orchestrated these entire events? What if we are in a corrupt society? What if Joe Biden is involved? You know, I mean, that that's partially the reason why the FBI was there to raid that compound in Cleveland, was to show coercion between the Ukraine government and uh, the political um, leaders here in America. That was one of the reasons why they were there, uh, was to collect the evidence of uh, contracts to essentially give money for to give money uh, American taxpaying money for nothing and Joe Biden benefits off of that his son benefits off of it especially it's very strange times that we live in um, and also within 24 hours there were explosions in China and North Korea uh, and it raises a concern that there's something dark at play here. And if you're not paying attention, you have to. You have to now. You know this isn't. We don't, this isn't normal. The things that are going on in the world right now are not normal. The things that are taking place in politics are not normal. We're in very wicked times. And again, what if the explosions are American linked to corrupt politicians? Um, and they were detonated to sh because they were going to show coercion between our corrupt politicians and foreign agencies. It's insane. You know, um, you know, there's a couple of reasons 
also why the, the explosions may have happened too, you know. Um, the Secretary General um, Khatib, or of the Khatib political party, Nazar uh, Narjaharn, I don't know how to say his name properly, um, but, you know, he was murdered during the explosion. And there's been conspiracies that say that there was also a possibility that they were trying to get rid of him because he was trying to take out the other party. We just live in really weird times, guys. Um, hopefully the things that I'm saying are making sense. And uh, I'm just going to recap real quick on the questions that I need you guys to think about. Why they aren't being asked. Maybe the, maybe the media is involved with this. Um, ask every government that may be involved if Epstein was known to be attached to any intelligence agency. If he was, were his actions known? Uh, where did Epstein get his money? Where are the trading records? Where are his taxes? Where are his record of filings? Where are his license renewals? Where is this information? And with Ghislaine, Ma Ghislaine Maxwell, here's something that could be definitive. It could show us evidence, and it hasn't been released yet, because it hasn't been asked. Where was Ghislaine Maxwell's passport officially seen? because that could answer a lot of questions and tie together a lot of the flight logs and it could collaborate with a lot of the victim's stories. But nobody's asking this information because it would show definitively where she was, where she's been, and what's been happening. Man. You know, I didn't want to divulge a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff because I feel like some information just needs to be trickled out because it gets a little fucking crazy. Um, and I promised you guys I was going to read off these names. So these names are of high-profile politicians. They're of uh, Hollywood actors, actresses who have personally been. Now listen to what I'm saying. They have personally been to this island. Now it doesn't mean that they're guilty because who knows? Jeffrey Epstein may have just been manipulating them and fluffing up his flight log, where there might be a bunch of innocent people involved, um, or it could be all guilty people. It could be a bunch of innocent people to hide the guilty. So, uh, yeah, this is the compiled list. Uh, I don't know how to say all these names, um, so bear with me, and this is going to take a minute. Uh, Huma Ab Abdarian, Laura Silsby, Rachel Chandler, of course, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, John Podesta, Michael Podesta, James Alphantis, Anthony Weiner, uh, terrible name by the way, Leslie Wexner, Herbert Strauss, Isidore Strauss, Martin A. Novak, Steven Spielberg, Edgar Broffman Sr., Charles Broffman, uh, and these are, uh, the Broffman are Seagram Chairman and Seagram uh, Co. Um, Michael Stainhart, former hedge fund manager, Sarah Broffman, Clara Broffman, Niles Lehman, Seth Roger, Ruth Ginsburg, Allison Mack, Robert Maxwell, Wendy Murdoch, Jonathan Chabon, Naomi Campbell, Maximilian Chow, Val Kilmer, uh, Mariana Abramovic, uh, Abramovic, I don't know, whatever, you'll, you'll get it, uh, A-B-R-A-M-O-V-I-C, list of Hollywood pedo names, uh, that's going to be Steven Spielberg, Michael Jackson, Jackson, Kevin Spacey, Allison Mack, Mark Collins Rector, Chad Shackley, Brock Pierce, David Geffen, Tom Hanks, Dustin Hoffman, Andrew Kressberg, 
um, Brian Singer, Harry Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, Roman Polanski, uh, Roman Polanski, uh, Ruma Hazard, Charlie Sheen, Madonna, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Errol Flynn, Michael Laney, James Gunn. Um, list of names of celebs connected to the deep state CIA slash Mossad. Um, Heidi Fliss, Jeffrey Epstein, of course. List of names connected to satanic cults. Allison Mack, Stormy Daniels, Rachel Chandler, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, let's see. List of names of visitors on Epstein Island. Ghislaine Maxwell, Chris Tucker, Larry Summers, Lisa Summers, Bill Murray, Bill Hammond, Ahmad Barak, Andreas Pastrana, uh, Gene Luck Brunel, Doug Band, Ron Burkle, Woody Allen, Sarah Kellen, Ray Baz Barzana, Sandy Berger, Andrew Mitrovich, Andrea Mitrovich, uh, Peter Marino, Shelley Lewis, Paula Holt, uh, Ricardo Ligaretta, Tom Pritzker, Kelly Spam, Tiffany Gramza, Claire Hazel, Paul Epstein, Mark Epstein, Ralph Ellison, Sophie Biddle, Audrey Rambolt, um, Shelley Harrison, Melinda Luntz, Gwendolyn Beck, Albert Penso, Linda Penso, Gara, Gary Roxburgh, Mandy Elson, Jean M Michelle Gaffey, Victoria Roberts, uh, let's see, or uh, Victoria Roberts, Virginia Roberts, my apologies, not Victoria Roberts, well, she was there, but she was a victim, um, Christy Rogers, Greg Holbert, Alyssa Rogers, Juliet Bryant, Heather Mann, Ed Tuttle, Glenn Dubbin, Ellen Spencer, Chris Wagner, Casey Waisman, Laura Wazerman, uh, Paul Mellon, Oliver Sachs, Henry Rosfosky, Lynn Forrester, uh, which is a uh, Rothschild, uh, Joe Bacchino, uh, Pajano or whatever, Joe Pajano, Naomi Campbell, Nicole Junkerman, um, Rodney Slater, Majali Blashon, uh, Savanta Griznova, Griznova, whatever, bunch of fucking weirdo names, okay, Emmy Taylor, Lara Visosky, Tila Davies, uh, Juan Molyunux, uh, Freya Will, Freya Wissing, um, Ada Perry Lang, Fleur Perry Lang, Karen Casey, Hank Collar, Cindy Lopez, Mark Lloyd, Alan Dershowitz, Seth Green, James Gunn, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Stephen Colbert, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Barack Obama, Kevin Spacey, yeah, we've heard about that fucking weirdo. Uh, Kathy Griffin, off the fucking deep end. Oprah Winfrey, uh, by the way, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey uh, she stopped her book signing. Um, and the Ellen Show is shutting down. Uh, she's under investigation right now. There's a lot of strange things that are happening in Hollywood. Very weird times. Sean Carter, Beyonce Knowles. Weird, huh? Everybody idolizes that fucking weirdo. Anthony Kiedis, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, okay, get this. Chrissy Teigen blocked a million people, over a million people, right, and deleted over 60,000 tweets because she was uh, discussing eating children, adrenochrome, molesting kids, uh, her sexual attraction to children and toddlers, just a lot of really sexually suggestive and explicit material. And she tries, she tries, um, say, like giving bullshit excuses for it, saying it was a misunderstanding. She's a fucking weirdo, okay? Really fucking weird. Um, and her fucking husband, John Legend, you fucking creep. Uh, Jim Carrey, Steven Tyler, Ben Affleck, 
Stephen Collins, Will Farrell, Eliana Damala, Badara Thiam, um, Marshall Mathers, Matters, Eminem, um, which he's been a weirdo for a while now, Jeffrey Jones, Victor Salva, Mark Collins Rector, Charlie Sheen, uh, Tyler Grosham, Madonna Cicerone, Catherine Hudson, Gwen Stefani, Stefani Jeromana, James Franco, Will Smith, Justin Rowland, John Cossack, um, Anderson Cooper, Demi Moore, Brian Affleck, Meryl Streep, Wanda Sykes, Chelsea Handler, Michael Wolf, David Yarvesky, Farrell Williams, uh, let's see, Quentin Tarantino, Courtney Love, Alec Baldwin, Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, so the Disney Corporation also offered scuba diving trips to Epstein's Island, and Bill Clinton took a helicopter with Max 1 Epstein. Um, he also was on the flight, I believe, 23 times. Bill Clinton's a fucking weirdo. Um, you can tell he hasn't had his adrenochrome shots in the last 20 years. or Either that or Hillary Clinton slowly killing his retarded ass. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it, living with that woman would make me want to kill myself also. That, that woman's a fucking nutcase. Um, she's a hypocrite. She's a liar. You can look at her 1990 interviews, her 1980 interviews, um, how she... Uh, called black Americans predators. Um, she called young black teens predators. Um, you know, it's just crazy. It is so crazy to me that we have these politicians that are in this position of power who say this outlandish fucking shit. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. Now, I apologize that I read all those names. Um, and it took, I actually, I don't apologize I read all those names. I apologize that it took so long. Um, but, I want it on record, okay? Because not only was I able to self-verify through documentation, through WikiLeaks, um, but I was able to definitely f figure out that these people have been to the island. They're on flight logs, they're on records. It's just weird. Um, uh, some of them may be explainable, some of them may not be, but um, it's fucking weird. And, and I'm not saying all these people are guilty, okay? Uh, and I'm not saying they're all innocent. Uh, it is common practice in an, in an intelligence community, you can read this anywhere, that if you're going to lie, hide amongst the truth, okay? So if you're going to bullshit, hide it around non-bullshit is what it's saying. So maybe some of these people are completely innocent. They were going to Jeffrey Epstein's island, and Jeffrey Epstein was purely using them to fill his flight logs to hide the people who had been victimizing children. Maybe some of these people did not victimize kids at all. Maybe some of them are completely innocent. Or maybe all of them are guilty. Only Ghislaine Maxwell, as of now, holds the truth. Well, actually, I take that back. Let's talk about the fucking weirdo Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, you big pussy coward. Okay? You're a fucking coward. Your interview that you did was awful atrocious okay you reacted in every way that a guilty person would react and I'm actually very thankful that you did that interview I think it went lovely I think it went great because it showed how stupid people are and it also showed how shit of a liar you are the Prince Andrew interview was awful this guy gets up there and makes himself look like the biggest pedophile on the face of the earth which he probably is right so much so that the queen had to tell his dumbass to stay inside and to stop giving interviews. How they got that interview 
to begin with blows my mind. Apparently, essentially what happened is is that the television agency just kept calling the Buckingham Palace and kept asking, hey, uh, can we get an interview? They kept saying no. And then after, I guess it's like, uh, what, what is it? Um, that goofy-ass movie uh, from the early 2000s. Goldberg or what it, whatever. What is it? No, Goldberg. It's that fucking spy dude. I don't know, whatever. But it reminds me of that, that part in the movie. You guys will probably figure out what I'm talking about. Um, Shagadelic, baby. It's the same one. Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah, shit. Austin Powers, right? And uh, it reminds me of the one of the Austin Powers movies where uh, the guy puts up the fight, and but he you have to ask him three times for the truth. So you have to ask him. You have to ask him the same question, and the first and second time he'll lie to you. But after the third time, he's like, "Okay, right." But anyways, that's how they got the interview. Is they just ended up bugging the Buckingham Palace uh, so many times they just decided to agree to the interview, right? So this weirdo gets up there and makes himself look like the biggest idiot alive. Um, any invest or any investigator, any any individual with common sense knows that. An innocent person does not react that way. And on top of that, after he found out that Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of of uh, having sex with a minor in Florida, he went uh, supposedly, right? He went supposedly to New York to tell him that their engagement was broken off, or went to Florida to, or wherever he fucking went to meet Epstein to tell him that their engagement as friends were broke off, right? But then he stays with him for four more days. Who does that? That's like me looking over at my wife and say I want a divorce, but you get to live here for the rest of your life. Weird. Doesn't work that way. In no society, doesn't matter how much money you have, if you're royalty or not, that doesn't make sense. It's just stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. His reactions to Victoria Roberts' allegations of having of him having sex with her whenever she was a minor, he just proved how guilty he was. His reactions were incredible. That is going to go down in history as the worst, the best investigative journalism video and the worst way to go about a video if you're guilty. It was awful. But, important to note, this, tell, this is what will tell you that he's lying. And I don't understand, you know, English people, I love you. You guys are good people. Um, but I don't understand why you guys hold on to these people this much. You know, I mean, you guys probably wonder that about our politicians also, which I understand, but you know, it's just to have a, a hierarchy of royalty of family that you continually look to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But here's how you know there's something strange going on with uh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew released a statement stating that he is fully cooperating with the, De the United States Department of Justice and he is going to answer all their questions and assist them in any way that he can. Right? Releases an official statement that says that. Well, the Department of Justice, and this, go this also goes to show that there are some very, very good people within our government, within our society, and within our justice system. The Department of Justice immediately released, after he said that, stating that that's actually not true, that Prince Andrew has stonewalled us and is refusing to answer any of our questions and assist us in the investigation at all. Right? 
What innocent person doesn't assist in the investigation, right? Especially royalty. You're going to want to think that you'd like to clear up your name. Or maybe he's just so stupid and, and he has no self-awareness to where he thinks that the way he reacted was normal. Either way, very, very strange. Very strange times we live in. Uh, the world we live in is a wild place. Um, crazy, crazy times. Um, I really hope that we get answers. You know, the, these kids, they deserve justice. America, we deserve justice. This this took place in our nation. Um, and I want to know about the the uh, behind the scene uh, deals that were made for Jeffrey Epstein in 2003, five, and eight. I want to know what took place. I want to know why he was given a work release on 13 months. I want to know why hundreds of, of young girls came forward and said, yes, I have been inside that house. They detailed that house vividly. They told them room, where rooms were that people, that normal people, if you hadn't been in the house, you wouldn't know where the rooms were, all right? They detailed Jeffrey Epstein and the people that worked there, but he was only, hundreds of them did, but he was only found guilty on one account. Andy was given 13 months of work release where he still victimized women. And this is why people don't trust the justice system. Guys, a majority of our audience are, are um, young adults, you know, or they are adults, you know, they're in their late 20s, early 30s. Uh, and if you're older than that or you're younger than that, love having you. I really appreciate you guys. But um, the majority of our audience is, a, is about that age. We are in a crossroads in American history where we have, we have to make change and we have to impact change. I'm a guy who woke up one day with a buddy of mine and said that we were going to start a business and I put the money up for the podcast because I've always had the capability of being able to talk to people. Now, unfortunately, the podcast has kind of just been me since I PCS, but um, uh, since I just arrived here. But uh, we'll end up getting some guests on here for you guys. But I woke up one day and just said I was going to do this. And that's exactly what I did. And I'm telling you guys, I don't have the answers to everything. I don't know a fucking thing about shit. I'm, I'm just this guy, this 25-year-old dude that woke up and I got tired of being walked over by people who were less educated or... Uh, because they had more money or they had more power. I got tired of it. I got tired of seeing the bullshit. I got tired of seeing the left wing destroy a country. I got tired of the right wing telling people how to live their lives based off of religion. I'm, I'm just, I woke up one day just tired of it. And I decided to do this. I'm not saying everything that, I, that I'm saying is right. But we have to educate ourselves and we have to explore these avenues and you guys, please send me content. Send me things, whether it, it shows that I'm completely wrong or it shows that I'm completely right. It doesn't matter to me. Okay? And Because I'll address it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll tell everybody here. If I'm right, I'm right. You guys have heard me do it before. We have to stop thinking that we're just people. You were given this one life, this one exception, this one opportunity to be something. And you have to go out and do it. And I go, I got no clue what I'm doing here. I'm talking into, I'm literally sitting 
in my RV right now having a conversation where thousands of people are going to listen to this and I'm influencing you and we just have to be educated we have to continue we have to continue to talk and you know if you guys have different views or different ideologies I'd love to have you on the podcast because if you don't know what you're doing and I don't know what I'm doing well maybe we can figure it out But we just live in some really strange times. I'm telling you, question everything, question authority, question the things that you're told because obviously we've been lied to. Obviously there's some things that are taking place behind closed doors that we're not privy to. And they need to be addressed. And it's not getting addressed by the old heads. It's not getting addressed by the old crusty fucks who have been in politics for the last damn near 100 years, right? They're not getting anything done. They're just collecting a paycheck and they're getting their, their paid vacations and their paid leave. And they're not answering any questions. So come together. Let's educate. Let's unite. Let's defend. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate every bit of you guys' support. If you guys have any of your own theories, reach out. Let me know if you guys think I'm fucking crazy, let me know. If you think I'm wrong, let me know. If you think I'm right, let me know. You guys know I love hearing feedback from you. Um, the YouTube channel is going to be coming live soon. Um, it's actually, we've already created it. The Snapchat is live. You can follow us at United With Blood and uh, check us out. We'll add you guys to Snapchat. You guys can uh, see what I'm doing on my daily life. Check out behind the scenes stuff um, and uh, see some cool shit, really. Um, we're also going to be uh, heading out to Las Vegas' Skid Row at some point and uh, talking to some homeless people and getting their perspective on the world. Um, and that'll probably be uploaded to the YouTube channel. Uh, that, that won't be a, pod a podcast thing. It'll be more of a YouTube thing. But um, so you guys can actually see their faces. And, uh, you know, I'll take them out to eat, you know, all that stuff. But um, I think that, we, I think that we're, we're losing our connections as humanity. And we're not viewing people as people, and we need to we need to bring that back. We need to have conversations, and we need to have empathy and view the world through other people's eyes. Because I'm telling you, a lot of the stories that the homeless people have are actually incredible and eye-opening. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check us out. YouTube's live. We're gonna end up posting videos in the coming weeks. Uh, still working on the video camera. We actually are waiting on. I can't really announce it just yet, um, but we have something big that's in the works. It may fall through, you know, you never know, but I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but there's a possibility we may end up having somebody very big on the podcast that a lot of people know, and um, and that would just be a blessing, because this person's wisdom and knowledge uh, through life, through um, training, through war and military experience is incredible, and uh, yeah. I think you guys would really enjoy it. So stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, I'll either probably drop one here in the next couple of days or later in the next week. If you guys have any podcast suggestions, if you guys are in the Las Vegas area, hit me up. Uh, let's link up. We'll have a drink, chat, talk, um, and uh, just trade ideas. Um, pay attention. Keep your eyes open. 
Keep your head on a swivel and stay smart, guys. I really appreciate you. Be safe. Peace.